Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Superstition kind of bound. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Father John, Father Nathan Goebel, the one and only. We were sitting at Chaos Pizza this afternoon. Yeah. Having a half margarita pizza, half smokestack. Everyone gets what they want. Everyone's a winner. Chaos Pizza. And we heard uh, little Stevie Wonder on the radio, and we thought, that is the perfect introduction exactly. to our topic today. Hopefully Stevie Wonder won't sue us. That's That would be uh, unfortunate. But it'd be better than other people whose music we've used yep. more often. If that does happen, we'll put out a, a donation request. Yep. And we'll still be screwed. Yep. So here we are back in uh, Goebbels' man cave. We are set up. We've had no technological problems as of as the of last right. 30 seconds. Yeah. Crossing our fingers. We do pray also. Exercise, throw exercise salt at the uh, keyboard every week. It's probably why it's gumming up. <laughs> it's so full of exercise salt. No, we're exactly. not doing that. We got a lot of uh, shout outs. Do you mind if I just do one uh, as we begin here today? Sure, why not? So I was up speaking to the... Um, Northern Colorado Men's Forum. Greetings. Your old stomping grounds, St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Let's see here. Steve Malone. Steve Malone. Uh, Luke Vercoloni. Yeah, so Luke Vercoloni. And um, who else we got up there? Dave Staples listens to this yep. while he is uh, mowing his yard. Luke. <laughs> his think... yard is like the size of a postage stamp, isn't <laughs> well, there it? There you go. I don't know. But I was impressed that people so significantly cooler than us actually enjoy listening to this crap. And Cole Emerson. Cole Emerson, the man. That's about it. That's where I wanted to start today. We should say hello to the whole Malone family. Whole Malone family? The Emerson? Power Power Cats, Wildcat. Are they're, you talking about the Emerson family? They're case daters. No, the Malones are the ones that um uh they're prisoners up there. They've got five kids. Um Is that the bald guy? No. Oh, who's the bald guy? That's Kevin Baker. Ah, Kevin. Kevin Baker looks like the guy from Despicable Me. <laughs> So. The uh, so, anyways, yeah, we great time up there with the guys. Happy that there was uh, podcast listeners as well. Yep. So, last one, Dick Resnick is a cop, uh, retired cop from Boulder, who uh, used to show up on my doorstep in uniform with his lights on, just because he knows that I still have this like teenage angst whenever I see cop cars, and I'm like, oh, crap, I just oh, it's fine, we're not doing anything wrong. What did he want? He would just mess with me. He would just oh. put the lights on and. Cop would walk up to the door of the rectory, and I'd be like, "Oh crap, here we go." Oh, I had it. So I was telling the guys about this today. Um, this is how I know I'm becoming an adult. One because um, people tell me that I have to save for retirement, and I'm like, I haven't even started working. Um, but they tell me I have to save for retirement. And then the archdiocese has a plan, something. The loon, harumph. It is, it is 4 o'clock at the top of the hour in Littleton, Colorado. We're doing our pledge drive for Catholic stuff you should know. I was just listening to CPR. Um, and then they do some sort of like... N- inch- NPR? CPR, Colorado Public Radio. Oh, okay. Um, apparently you don't listen. I don't. You're not part of the listener. Listenership. Listener land. They call it listenership. Listenership. Um, so then I had to get signed up for this program. I don't know. It's through John Hancock. Um <laughs> Herbie Hancock. Um, and, you know, it pays something for my medical bills like 50 years from now or something. So the lady's like asking me all these questions. Have you ever, have you ever skydived? Have you ever like done mountain climbing? Have you ever um, mountain climbing with ropes? Um, and I was like, no. And, uh, and then she said, have you had a moving violation 
uh, within the last two years. And I had to think. And she goes, seriously? I was like, yeah. And she said, it's the first time in 13 years that anyone's ever actually admitted to getting a moving violation. So, Yeah, well, I, I told you that was the one I failed. I still haven't set it up because they're like, do you rock climb with ropes? Yes. Have you had a major injury doing it in the last 12 months? Yes. <laughs> they're like, well, you don't really qualify for this. So, wow. So I'm going to be living off you. Oh, well. I'll change your depends and you can give me some of your food stamps when we're 70. There you go. Time. That's a deal. Good. Can I uh can I get a like a get an advance? In, you can get can I get that in writing? Can I get an advance on that like next week or something? Oh, All right, speaking of speaking of depends and the end of life, <laughs> that flows into our topic. Um today we want to talk a little bit about cremation. Bum bum bum. Yes. So I'm a new priest as all of you know, and people will ask me things like um can you do this? Is this allowed? Uh, we're going to do this. Um, just letting you know. And one of the things that they said was, uh, I'm, we're going to have a funeral service, which is normal. And they said, we're going to do a funeral service with the cremains. Cremains. Yeah. yeah. Instead of remains, it's cremains. So, um, and so, you know, you're going to do that. Fine. Well, I had mistakenly thought for a long time that um, you have to amend the funeral liturgy based on cremation. Like you, you have to do things a little differently. And one of the big things that's always mentioned is you don't, one, you don't use holy water and two, you don't use, um, uh, incense. Right. I mean, it does look kind of weird walking around something that was just a body that has been burned and you're walking around it with smoking, you know, like, uh, fire pot or something. Right. I think that the first thing to say on this is most people don't ever think about this stuff, you know, mm-hmm. unless you have like the death of a parent or something like that. We're around it all the time. So we see all kinds of crazy stuff. And one of the reasons we wanted to bring this up was because we wanted to inform people a little more about kind of how does this all work so that as you're actually thinking about it, maybe even in your own wills, you know, absolutely write this stuff down because it gets really crazy, especially when non-practicing kids are yeah. setting up the feudal arrangements for their very faithful, a lot of times very faithful parents, yeah. which is a lot of our life. And it's uh, it's just not not always uh, too sweet. It's kind of awkward. Yeah, and John, John had a good point the other day. He said, actually put into your requests that you want a funeral mass celebrated. Yeah. Because sometimes it's, well, we're just going to do something at the funeral parlor and um, and then we'll do a private burial. Right. And and a lot of times it's like, of course, they don't really care about the mass, uh, especially if it's more expensive than doing something quick and easy at the uh, funeral parlor. Um, because a lot of them, a lot of times the kids just don't, they don't care or they're not really thinking about these things. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, put it in, put it directly into there. I want masses offered for my soul uh, yeah. after I die because... Yeah. It ain't going to happen uh, necessarily unless unless you have the the rare case where the kids are really well formed Catholics sure. and really faithful, or you have friends in the parish that that will know that that was your intention and can can kind of alert them to that. Right. That's another good point. Um, is you know within that not just your funeral mass, but there is a custom for praying for the dead. And many times you've been there, and uh, maybe you've had masses said for your loved ones. And it is a wonderful practice to just have multiple masses said. So that's not just, okay, he died and now it's said and done. No, I mean, we intercede for, uh, the souls in purgatory. And, um, 
that's kind of the target where uh, a lot of us are, are, are hoping to make it. Um, and purgatory does not mean you'll spend the rest of your life in eternal time out. Um, it means that you are being purified in order to, to get to heaven, but you are on your way to heaven. That's right. There's no question. You can't go from purgatory to the, you know, like the hockey stick, double hockey stick. You got to bring hockey into it. Have you read End of the Affair by Graham Greene? That is a no. Okay, I'm going to basically ruin the end of the book for you here. What? Okay. Uh, so somebody dies in the book, and there's a big fight over should we have a funeral mass or just a basic cremation service. Hmm. And when I read it, the way that Green describes the um, kind of the the utilitarian and very pragmatic and very unaffected and very impersonal process of the cremation and the ceremony um, versus the mass, it, it was it was like wow, this is this really kind of it kind of woke me up to like hmm. wow, this is actually way more serious than uh, than we realize. So, yeah, our next door neighbor uh, Mike Drew, um, who's a good uh, four square Pentecostal or something, uh, but he got a job as a funeral attendant, and one of his jobs is uh, working the the crematorium what's it called i don't know crematorium um and uh he said it's not a fun process no um and i mean granted you're dead and there are some people that are worried about well i don't want to become worm food well do you want to be lit on fire and then thrown into a tumbler right i mean because that's kind of what it is right um and part of the reason why you know we care about this is what it says in the Order of Christian Funerals, Appendix Cremation, with reflections on the body cremation and Catholic funeral rites. November is the month that we uh, pray specifically for the dead. Um, So, you know, it's not exactly, you know, terribly long, but you can find it online um, and just thumb through it. It's got some great reflections. Um, But one of the most important things is, why do we care so much? You know, don't we just care about the soul? You know, everybody's everybody's interested in saving their soul. Nobody says, I'm interested in saving my body. Um, no, the body is the locus of of communion. And didn't we say that on the last podcast? Uh, the body's the locus of It all of blends communion. together at and this point. And you receive the sacraments through your body. Right. Um, we don't just anoint your soul and somehow, like, you know, find weird ways. We actually lay hands upon the sick person. Uh, you receive the body and blood of our Lord, and you communicate by chewing and swallowing our Lord. And marriage is certainly a sacramental reality because you have two bodies, right. not just two souls. So um, is a funeral a sacrament? No, but it is a sacramental. Um, and through the body, we we have reverence for it. So um, let me see. I, I think that's just such an important thing is to say, uh, first off, you know, why does the body matter? Because God took on a body. Right, mm-hmm. and they buried the body, they anointed the body, and that body rose from the dead. Yeah, and uh, we believe in the resurrection of the body. You know, we believe that bodies matter. We believe that God—the fundamental ways that God wants to transmit His grace, like you just said—is through sacraments, right? Which happen to bodies. Right? Mm-hmm. We don't just get zapped by God's grace, and it's just like, wow, that was great. We had a grace, but as Catholics, everything is very visceral. It's very incarnate. And the ways that God desired to bring that grace about happened through the body. Now, we should note, uh, before we begin, as we're kind of getting into this, 
Um, cause people are probably listening to this thinking, well, wasn't the church like against cremation and now is, um, for it or isn't it kind of all the same? And that's probably the first question to have you take on. Yeah. What was the church's stance and then, and then how did it change and how is it these things, are they capable of changing that sort of thing? Well, you've seen, you've seen like the old Viking rituals or like maybe, you know, Lord of the Rings or something like that, where the body is set on fire. Right. Um, Let's, and, huh? Let us set a fire to our... Let set a... Bring wood and oil and set a fire in our flesh. Reference to Lord of the Rings. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, but that is... I thought that was a beautiful scene, at least with uh, Theoden, his son, who dies. Um, and he says... Gosh, I should have looked this up beforehand. Um, he says, no parent should have to bury their child. And, and, and Gandalf says... His soul is strong. He will find his way into the halls of your ancestors. Um, so in some sense, like calling to mind the communion that we're, that we have possible for us. But why did they do that back then? Um, well, part of it is just, we didn't have like funeral parlors where they can pump you full of chemicals and make you look like you're, um, you know, I don't know, like 20 years younger or something. Um, put makeup on you and everything like as soon as you die you're on a time clock right. you're in time crunch and um and so a lot of people would um would try to get the body in the ground as as soon as possible because it starts to decay um and it's not a pretty sight so instead of i mean just imagine like instead of like people come coming from all over the world or the united states or even the state for your funeral it was really a local event right. uh, the people knew you and then you passed away, you went to the local church, the church was usually next to a cemetery, um, which was the the case for my grandma when she passed away, you just walk right out the door, there's not even like that long of a funeral procession, right. um, and you go in, barrier, there's just a closure that right. happens with that, and then now it's just drawn out. So um, part, of the, part of the issue with cremation was there wasn't, um, there wasn't a belief in the afterlife, um, and this isn't in, in Christian tradition, but for some people, they would opt for cremation just to say, they're done, they're dead, and uh, burn them and move on. Well, like, yeah, when you think of, like, uh, Homer, you know, going back to the Greek world, um, when um, Hector is killed and uh, they're just throwing his body around it and his father comes and begs for the body, it's always so that they can burn him. On, mm-hmm. the, on the burial pyre. It's kind of part of the process of the destruction of the body. Um, and I was thinking about the most beautiful burial I've ever seen was Lucille Dupuis, mm, right? yeah. our friend. The uh, She's a hermitess up in uh, the mountains now praying for us. And um, it was a cold day. Was it February? It was, it was in the dead of winter. It was cold and it was in the mountains. And um, these men picked up her casket and carried her and they threw it on the back of a pickup truck and they drove it and then they carried it down to a hole that they had dug and they lowered her into the ground with dirt and they threw flowers and holy water and buried her. And mm-hmm. I, I'm watching this happen with the, the, the rite of burial right there. I was like, that's how I want to go because that's how it should be, right? There was like a naturalness to it of like, this is how it should be, you mm-hmm. know? It's not just like, I want these cremains, and then, well, we don't know what to do with them, so we're going to leave them at the funeral parlor for a bit, yeah. and then, you know, end up on our mantle, and it right. just, it just, it's just so weird. It doesn't connect for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's, that's part of it. Um, this is what it says, church discipline regarding cremation. 
Dispositions of the bodies of, de- of deceased Catholics by means of cremation is a fairly recent development. Canon 1203 of the 1917 Code of Canon Law forbade the practice, and this prohibition continued until 1963 when there was uh, an instruction issued by the Holy Office that stated the constant pious practice among Christians of burying bodies of the faithfully departed has always been the object of solicitude on the part of the Church shown both by providing it with appropriate rights to express clearly the symbolic and religious significance of a burial. The instruction went on to urge, the practice of burying bodies of all the faithful of the faithful is by all means to be kept, but allowance was made for cremation in cases of necessity as long as it was not chosen as a sign of denial of Christian teaching, especially that of the resurrection of the dead, the immortality of the soul. Right. Now, there are certainly reasons why, I mean, for those of you who are out there that maybe are already thinking of cremation, whose family members have been cremated, know that you're well within the bounds, and you still showed respect and veneration for your loved one. Okay. Um, But there are reasons why people may opt for cremation. One is economic, um, that it's cheaper than buying a full casket and, you know, full burial and having to transport the body with, um, you know, a hearse and a burial plot, all these things. Some are um, social, like your family members can't be there because they're out of the country. You can't hold the body that long. You cremate it and then um, have the service at a later date. Um, the other one that we looked at was ecological, um, which my guess, you know, you know, you think about New Orleans or something that where they have to bury the bodies above ground because the ground is too, um, I don't know, saturated mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. Um so, yeah, there are certainly reasons why people would do that. Um, but the important thing is you must not uh, choose cremation um, out of lack of respect for the body or of the hope that we have in the resurrection of the dead and whatever, the second coming of Christ, whatever the other one was. Right, and that's why the church is so big about, like, um, the crem- cremation, the cremains, so to speak, need mm-hmm. to be... Uh, venerated like a body. Yeah. They need to be held sacred. I'm th- I got an example here. I was um, coming down from uh, hiking Pyramid Peak with our buddy uh, Joe Stanik. Bonesaw. Bonesaw Stanik, who I don't think listens to the podcast, and Becca and Ian and a couple other people. And there was these people next to, this is at the Maroon Bells, probably the most scenic spot in Colorado. Ooh. And there was this family there, and they had the the cremains of mm. family and they're right by the lake and I, it was this really awkward moment because somebody said hey he's a priest and they're like oh this is so great he'll like bless this and I was like nah. and they wanted to like sprinkle it into the water but it was a sign for them of not of the respect of the body but it was like the blo- the body just kind of dissolving back into right. creation and it was really awkward because the kids were really uncomfortable as it was happening because you just like pour in grandma and Mm-hmm. The water was kind of stagnant. It was just really awkward. And yep. um, it's like, well, there's her body. So I think that's yeah. the kind of thing the church is saying, no, this is not good. But All you have to do is like show them the final scene from, uh, oh, crap, what is it? The dude. The Big Lebowski. Big Lebowski. Oh, yeah. You remember that at the yeah. very end? <laughs> it's just like he throws the ashes and it goes right into the guy's face. It's just like anytime we try to make something more sacred than what the church um, what the church actually gives us, it's always a failure. Right. Um, so, um, so that's the big thing. It is um, the cremated remains of a body treated with the same respect as the human body. Yes, and that, that we certainly do. This is what it says. 
Although cremation is now permitted by the church, it does not enjoy the same value as burial of the body. The church clearly prefers and urges that the body of the deceased be present for the funeral rites, since the presence of the human body better expresses the values which the church affirms in those rites. One of the one of the easiest things to say is, if you don't have a casket, you can't have a pall. And what is a pall? The pall is symbolic of the baptismal garment that they received at at baptism. So we clothe the the naked. Uh, uh, casket, like instead, if, if there it's a military funeral, you remove the American flag for the time, and then we drape it in um, in this beautiful pall, a white pall symbolizing their baptism. If you don't, if you don't have a body, you can't just throw it over the cremains, right? Because and you just have this box, you know, right? Um, then the next one was the church's teaching in regard to the human body, as well as the church's preference for the burial of the body should be a regular part of catechesis on all levels and pastors should make particular efforts to preserve this important teaching. And I didn't know that, you know, I, I didn't know this until we, we started kind of talking about this and researching this last couple of weeks. Um, that really, if you, if you need to um, cre- have do cremation, you yes. know, if you have a, a just cause for that, which a lot of people do uh, do it after the funeral. Absolutely. Do it right after the funeral. So yeah. have the burial or have the, not, not the burial, excuse me, have the body, the casket, the whole bit. We'll do the full funeral rite, full funeral liturgy, and then afterwards. Because even like, um, like even praying with the casket, you know, at the vigil. Like for example, my my cousin Adam. Uh, again, not a podcast listener, but just had a little baby girl, and we're going to baptize her in the chapel, the side chapel at All Saints Catholic Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. And I said, let's do it there because that's where we said goodbye to Papa Hut. That's where we literally closed the casket, yeah. and the whole family was right there, yep. and we said goodbye to my grandfather. And now, full circle, his great-granddaughter uh, is going to be baptized in that same spot. It's it's like, but if we wouldn't have had a body, it, it, the sign value you know, uh, would have been really absent, and there would have been something that wouldn't have helped us to grieve the process. Yeah. And um, so if you if you have the option... You know, and you want to do that. I mean, they have they have affordable. I mean, I'm not a funeral director or something, but like they can you can rent a casket for the day, and put the body in there. The casket's going to be close and then clothed with a pall, so nobody's going to see the casket anyways. Um, and then afterwards, you can have the cremation. Um, but then, if you do uh, decide to do that, um, like we said at the very beginning, you can't. You do sprinkle the cremains with. Um, with holy water, and this is what the priest says, as our brother or sister has died with the Lord, so may she live with him in glory. But then the next thing is the covering of the cremated remains with the pall is omitted. Okay, so whereas before you would clothe it in the, in the and you would first sprinkle it, just like you would sprinkle the the, the person. Which as is a symbol of baptism. Right. And then you would clothe it in the garment, just like you would do at baptism, but it's omitted. So, um, and then the other, th- and then you do use incense. Um, and uh, these yeah. are the amazingly hot topics that we discuss over pizza at chaos. Well, when there's six priests together, so I mean, there there's just ways in which it certainly is different. The way in which you dismiss everyone for um, a presence of a body versus a cremains. I mean, in in that regard, what you do is the priest uh, leaves, 
and the, if there's a body, the priest leaves, and then afterwards, the body is is processed out, and then the family go, and then we go straight to the to the hearse, uh, sprinkle the maybe sprinkle the uh, right. the casket one more time, and then he's gone because you're going to commit him to the earth. Um, but when it's cremains, a lot of times people just don't know what to do. It's like, what am I supposed to do with this now? Yeah. What am, when when are you going to have the committal service? Well, we haven't figured that out yet. Well. If you have a body, there's a time, there's a time clock and, you know, you, you figure it out and then you go. Um, and, and again, there's a lot of um, circumstances and situations that people are going to be listening to this are saying, you know, this is what we needed to do or this is what we need to do. We understand that. But don't get too comfortable, you know, don't don't take it for granted. It's still kind of an extraordinary thing, I think is what we're saying. And the incensing of a body is such an amazing thing to consider because what do we incense? The Eucharist? I, I incense the Eucharist during exposition this morning. Yeah. We incense the altar, the book of the Gospels. Like, we don't just go around incense. I'm thinking of um, that scene from um, Monty Python and the Holy Grail where the guy's incensing and he's <laughs> walking with the holy hand grenade. Like, we're not incensing everything, right? You incense just the most sacred of things. And then to incense a body as the last thing that's done in the liturgy before the procession and the committal. I mean, it's it's an amazing and a very beautiful thing as you watch the smoke rise up as a symbol of uh, of prayers, but of offering of the body. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then this is the final note that it says, and this is on, this is in the the instructions on celebrating a Mass with cremains. Um, so Mass takes place as normal. There's just a few places that get changed slightly. But then it says, the rite of committal is celebrated at the cemetery or columbarium, which is like, you know, a place of resting place peace as soon as possible following the funeral liturgy as soon as possible what is that saying just like you said before don't make your great aunt a mantelpiece you know give her a place of rest so that all of you as a family can go and 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 you need you need that closure they they're they're at peace they're at rest um you know in the beyond um but you know, you need that closure, um, and to have that opportunity for the whole family to gather, even if it's smaller, and just say, "We commit that the person's remains um, to the earth," but not like scattering them wherever. We're saying this is the spot. You know, Christ was buried in one spot, and the saints and all of our you know deceased relatives and friends are buried in a spot, so that we can have a, a place to go and and reverence them. The only other difference I would say is, which I've always found really moving in Master and Commander and then other movies like that, when they bury someone at sea. And I wish I had the um, the right here, but it's, you know, we commend, we commend this person's remains, this body to the deep in the sure hope that one day um, when the Lord comes, um, all of the bodies will rise. Um, and there, there really is just a, an awe that falls over people when they see, um, we don't just sort of like see somebody die and just go, Hmm, okay. You know, you see a dead deer. No, okay. You know, just keep walking, Mm -hmm. you know, um, like other deer do. Um, but, uh, you know, there was no funeral liturgy for Bambi. Bambi's mom should have been, should have been. (laughs) So hold it together. Okay. So, what it, what did what are we trying to convey here? What did we learn today? What did listeners of Colorado Public today? Radio? 
contact. We're uh, it's the sea. Um, we're also drinking coffee. That might be part of the reason if they're falling asleep right now. Welcome to CPR Radio. <laughs> um, the the biggest thing to recognize in the whole you know kit and caboodle that we're trying to convey is one: the church has a desire and a clear preference for uh, at the funeral liturgy to have a body in whatever way you can to make that happen. Please do. If you know, um, if cremation is the only option, know that the church still buries her with the same care and veneration that she has for the body. But many times after uh, the funeral liturgy, the cremains are turned over to the family, as opposed to there's the natural progression where we just go straight into the committal. Call the priest again, even if you know you need to wait a few weeks. And what I would say is, I mean, granted, the church doesn't have the the faculties or the facilities to be able to take care of the cremains, but maybe take, you know, grandma or something back to the back to the funeral parlor and just say, please hold this for, you know, a week or two until we can get the burial plot and then we'll come back. Um because you need that closure. So and we need that closure. We need and this it. podcast is about to end. It's about to end. Well done. Well done. Uh, hopefully this is informational uh, and uh, interesting to people. We found it to be really important. This is a big deal. Things to be thinking about in advance. Um, quick shout out uh, before we go. Okay. Is that okay? Sure. It's just not fitting. Is no, just- I just don't. I don't remember. There was somebody else supposed to give a shout out it to. It was Holly and Jeremy Frank. Bum, bum. The RCA people of Father Brian Locken. Yeah, Father Brian Locken. And your friends from Word on Fire. That's right. Yeah, we heard from Father O'Michael Michael O'Loughlin. I almost called him O'Michael Lachlan. <laughs> um, the that uh, aka the, Olaf. Olaf. Um, that the technic. The, just so we you know disclaimer. Father, Father Robert, Robert Barron. Father Robert Barron is not listening to this podcast. Yes. Um, my guess is he has far more important things to deal with, aka disciplining um, his many seminarians at Mundelein, aka. Deacon Marty Smith, my first communion class of what ninety two or something. Nice. Um, so the Word on Fire Techno crew are uh, listening to us. So to all of them, greetings. Sorry you missed the amazing technical parish conference or whatever. It was digital called. parish conference. The amazing digital parish conference. Catholic Stuff Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We will see you next week. Peace.